it's so easy for anybody to put it out. Like back then, we had to pay for our studio time, yeah, pay for yeah. our posters, pay for our distribution, send it right, ship it to CD Baby on paper in a package, and they send yeah. it back to you in boxes. But now you don't need, you don't even have to do that. All you need is a computer and a microphone and an interface, and anybody could be a rapper. Been 
in that environment before I even got with mobile. Word, word. Right. Yeah. It, you know, and I got cousins that play instruments and drums and horns, all kind of stuff, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, yeah. so when you so when when you finally got into the music and uh you started getting around, who who all did you come across, man? In the in the artists from that area, yeah, came across who ended up becoming big artists themselves later on? Oh yeah, man. I mean, sure. I mean, like all the artists that I come across, I don't come across Chopper. Actually, I went to school with Chopper. He sat right behind me in math class, believe it or not. Uh, <laughs> right. I know um, Fifth Wall Weeby. You know, me and him went to school together. Um, one of the producers, I know y'all know him. Um, Quarter Key, he a producer. He did some production for Kid Kid. Um, yeah, yeah, I went yeah. to school. Yeah, I went to school with him. You know, so it was a lot of us. Like we used to get in the circle and freestyle at a school called Morero Middle. You know, I know a lot of little rappers. I don't run across Fifth Wall Weeby. Man, I could just keep going on and on. You know, I know these dudes personally. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So did did you uh, come across uh, MC Thick? Not well. My dad told me about him, God rest his soul, both of them. You know, okay. my dad, you know, my dad told me about him. You know, I heard how he used to freestyle. A lot of stories I heard about him, but I never actually came across him. Word, word. Okay. Now, so, so when did you finally hook up with Mobo? I was, I was 12 and a half when I met Mobo. I was 12 and a half when I come across him. I was buying, I used to always go to his store and, and I would buy records out of there. Like when I first hooked up with him, when he found out I could rap, I was going to buy a Big Mike CD. That's so serious. Yeah, CD. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going yeah. in there and cop that in the new doghouse posse, man. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was right. going in there. I was with one of my partners, you know, and, he was, I was, I always did right. I did always rap, but I never wanted to really, like, do it like how I end up doing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, he heard me just rapping to myself. I didn't even know, actually realize I was rapping out that loud. And he was <laughs> like, say, man, you can rap after I purchase my CD. I'm trying to get out. And yeah, shout out yeah. to my boy, Bubba, Randy Martin. You know what I'm saying? He, um. Mobo was like, say, man, you be rapping? I was like, no. And Randy was like, Bubba, you know, Bubba said, yeah, he could rap. He'd be in his house with tape recorders. He just exposed me <laughs> right there on the spot. And Mobo was like, come here, man. And then I let you. You know, he gave me a track. He went and got a track. You know, long story short, he gave me a CD with, I mean, a, um, a tape with a track on it. And it was on from there. I came back with the demo. You know what I'm saying? Wow. That's tight. Yeah. yeah right. And so it was then that he had decided to sign Young. Well, actually, he was he was calling himself well uh, developing me first because you know when I met him, I was real young. I had to yeah. be about eleven or twelve when I met him, around that age. So I didn't really drop nothing until I was thirteen. He didn't sign me. You know, it was all love. You know, we didn't even, you know, mobile was a street dude. So we, you know, we went off for. You know, just love straight out. You know, we street, you know, we going to do this here together. It wasn't about, 
you know, too much of the paperwork. I wish I would have, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Would have the paperwork because at the end of the day, I end up without, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. so. so. But you so, know, you live and you learn. Yeah. So, uh, knowing, knowing what you know now, uh, when when you was a minor, when you signed on, was, was there some stipulations that you had to go by because you were so young? Not, not actually no, man. Because it was just like I used to get off from school and, and go to the record store, and my mom knew that I would just work in that. She didn't actually know that was a record label with a studio next to it. You know, she yeah, didn't right. know. It was just like Mobile was just trying to find some new some new sounds, some new rappers and I used to go they used to pay me to actually work in a record store. But I was actually I do my homework and do the music there too. And just one day I just came out the blue and showed my mom the C D with my name on it and she was like <laughs> What no? Like what the like yeah. you ain't tell me and you know, one thing led to another but she was actually my mom was cool, she was cool with it. You know, right. she was like, long as I wasn't in the street slanging drugs or getting hurt or nothing like that, she was cool with it. Yeah. She heard the song. Actually, when I played it, when she heard it, she was like, what you talking? What you know about that? <laughs> <laughs> I was 13, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. how it happened, man. Yeah, so you you had started off with the lower level, the lower level organization. Yeah, well, that's the group. Yeah, what you say? Yeah, yeah. You you go ahead, man. Yeah, actually, you know, that's who I didn't that's what I featured on. I featured on that album. That's the group Mobile He's in. Him and Ace Nitty, they yeah. formed that group long time ago, way before I even hit the label. But um that's that was the the album that he wanted to put me out there on. You know, he could have put me on a lot of stuff before that, but I guess yeah. he just felt it would be the right time for me and Lil Badness to do a song together because Lil Badness is on that song also. Me, him, Ace yeah. Nitty, and Mobile Joe. Yeah. So I was honored to do the song with Lil Badness because he's one of them that I looked up to, him being from Morero just like me. So, yeah. man, that, you know, that's how it came up. That's how it came about, man. Right. So when did you officially become a member of the Ruthless Juveniles? Well, um... Believe it or not, man, when when I got with Mobile, I always have been a, a member. I just didn't feature on it. You know, that was his his vision was to be like, okay, we got a little badness, we got a full shot, we got death on route the juvenile. He mm. wanted a, 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 a third rapper because, you know, death didn't actually rap. He did the production, yeah. right. you know, so... He was like, man, I just he he wanted to put me that I need a little guy who's gonna get on here and talk some street stuff from being around some street dudes, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I always had been a member, but by the time the second album came out, yeah. mom was like, you know, you should be getting some money. So then word, word. she got caught and all of that involved and so I ended up not being with him. She took me away from him, and I was supposed to be on the second Rootly Juvenile, you know. Hard, but, um, the hard, Hardest yeah. Fuck 2. Yeah, with the Hardest the Fuck 2, I was supposed to be on that way. It was going to be me and Brandon in production by um, 
Death and a couple other producers, even Ice Mike. Shout out to Ice Mike. But um, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, mom got the um lawyers and all these people to try to yeah. sue the dude, but you know she didn't know no better. It was everybody trying to come up. She just, you know, she was looking at rappers on TV like, like NWA. Those people, they making money. Like, why are you not making money? She didn't realize we was local. We didn't have no big distribution. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. this man was trying to make a million. He didn't have a million, you know. Word, right. Word. But um, that came to pass, and I ended up getting back with the label when I made like fifteen, sixteen, something like that. Word. Yeah, okay. went through a lot. Man, so um, what was you able to go out and do in the shows around that time? Oh yeah, I mean. We did a lot of shows. Like, well, when I was 13 years old, my first show I opened up for Warren Easton High School. It was a little talent show Joe put me in. I was scared right. as hell, man. I ain't right now. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I would be honest with you. Some people right. say they don't get nervous. I was, man, I was nervous as hell. But I, um, <laughs> he used to put me in little talent shows and, you know, little spots where they might have younger, with a younger crowd. Like, he know people that know people. And, you know, if they're having a party, I go there and I spit there at the party. He'd throw me a few dollars, you know, just to get me into the field. By me being so young, I couldn't actually get in clubs. Yeah, but yeah. at 13, you know, then a few years later, as he went to growing, he knew people, know people. And, like, when I made, like, 14, he'd sneak me in there. You know what I'm saying? I could sneak yeah. in a club and just do it. You know, it's raw down here. Some people, you know, clubs, some clubs will just let you in there. <laughs> you know, at that time, they're like, come on, man, y'all do y'all thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's how it went, man. Yeah, so uh, when the – so can you give us a rundown on the, the members who was in the, the Ruthless Juveniles? Oh, from, man. That's, yeah, from hardest to fuck to the new beginning. Okay, from Hard as the Fuck, the first album, it was just um, Lil Badness and Full Shot and Dead. He was on the production. But the group, right. the rappers was um, Lil Badness and Full Shot. On the second, Hard as the Fuck 2, it was basically a, um, how much it's an album with Brandon. It's him. It's mostly just surrounded by him because I was supposed to be on that album, but when all that happened, a lot of things changed. So he did the album. It was a lot of it was written by Full Shop too. He used some of Full Shop's song. And they just got a lot of other features with like Melakai Slim. Shout out to Melakai Slim and you know, um they had um the guy from Final Approach was you know, he had a lot of features on it. But um it was just actually him at the time. You know, in production by Ice Mike and and, and um Debt. You know, and a couple other producers, Rock, shout out to um, Rock. Um, yeah, but it was just basically him, you know. Because yeah. at the time, Foshaw was doing the prison bid, you know, so it was just a little badness at that time. And then we end up coming back during the third Rootly Juvenile album. I don't know if y'all are familiar with that one, but nah. the new beginning. 
Yeah, the new okay. See, and, and I only heard a couple of songs off of that one, but I remember the distinctive album cover with the building blocks and the gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it, man. That's the one I was on. And like you asked me about the, all of the members. See, on the new beginning, that was a whole nother group. Like Joe, that's when Nilbandis ended up going to prison and. Mobile only did it to give the people what they want, the fans. Because, like, we actually used to get fan mail, and we local. Like, we'd get a lot of fan mail. People yeah. think all they like large companies and large rappers, like big rappers, like 50 Cent or somebody just get piles of mail. But we used to get fan mail. And we were opening. He was like, the, the fans would be like, man, when y'all going to do another Ruler Juvenile? We had done the Doghouse Posse Final Approach. That cheeky blackman can't had come out under us. Uh, Ricky yeah. B had dropped albums. Mobile did compilations with songs from Rootless and Doghouse. So people want another album. So what he did was just like he just formed another group, which I wasn't, right. you know, I wasn't with doing it like that. You know, I was like, you know, just wait, see what happened with Brandon, and let me and him hook up and. You know what I'm saying? At least have some originality to it. At that time, that's when I started opening my mouth and putting my insight on, you know, on yeah. what's going on. But sure. Actually, I'm going to be honest with you. It was a decent little album. It was like some young dudes. We all was young. We was hungry. And I, I feel it was actually just, it could have been better. I actually think he just threw it out there because of the name and not because, you know, yeah, he, yeah. You know, sure. it was just the name. He was giving them what the he was giving them what the fans want. You know what I'm saying? He was doing it for the fans, and that's what I respect sure. about him. But at the same time, it could have been better. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, but sure. um, like I said, the other members was me, Glock, and Kano. And um, see, they was in a group called the Endo Click, but then he ended up putting them with me. You know. He was going to do a solo album on me called It Pays to Be Rootless. That's where I got that album from. Well, you know what I'm well, saying? So, yeah. that's, you know, it just was mixed. He just threw it out there in the wind to sell some records right quick. You know what I'm saying? And do it for the fans. Right. Well, so, was uh, Mobo Joe, was he trying to find any distribution for the label? Actually, we we had some distribution. We had some deals on the table, believe it or not. We actually had some, like, deals on the table. It wasn't the best deal, but, I mean, you know, he didn't want to take them. I mean, he he had actually went out of town, talked to Curtis Blow. Um, we yeah. talked to some people. Yeah, man. Yeah, he Curtis Blow sent him to Los Angeles to a game and everything. But Curtis never showed up. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's the crazy part. Yeah, Curtis never showed up. Yep. And um, Damn. he had talked to Interscope. He had talked to Solar. I don't know if y'all are familiar with Solar. Solar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We actually met with them. We actually went to um. What is? They was happen to be in Texas. They had an artist on there. I was young too. I can't believe I still remember this. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they had an artist. Her name was A.M. Dre. She was, like, on had, like, a little West Coast style. Word. And um, I met with A.M. Dre, and we met with Solar. 
You know, they wanted to give us some distribution, but that didn't work out. So we had talked to Interscope, Solar, um, even Rabbitivity and Priority. Believe it or not, though, a lot of people don't know that, but we actually, Mobile actually had talked to those people, but they wasn't talking what he was talking. Right. You know? So look, okay, so look, tell me, what what, what year was, was all this going on? That was in, when we talked to Solar, that was in 90, 93, 90, 94. 94, we had talked to those people in 1994. Wow. And then um, around the time, um, let's see, when we talked to Interscope, that was in 97, like when the new beginning had came out, when that album came out. We had talked to Interscope and um, Rativity, man, Rativity, they was um, about to distribute G-Slim at the time, and we right. end up getting some kind of connection and get talking to them, and, you know, but it just never worked out, you know, right. and that was around the time that was, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, by y'all being from the West Bank, Big Boy Records was from around the West Bank, too. Did, did y'all get to intertwine with some of them artists over there? Nah, we never did no music with them. Nah, we, you know, at that time, everybody was doing their own thing. At that time, no labels. It wasn't like cash money or feature with Big Boy. Well, they was beefing anyway. But, right. uh, <laughs> you know, um, it was just like everybody was just trying to do their own thing and hold their own. We never, like, we talked about it. You know what I'm saying? It just, it never happens when you got people with egos, you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and the kind of guy Mobile was, he was like, man, look, man, we're going to do this here like this, man. This is how we doing it, you know what I'm saying? We ain't going to ask them niggas for nothing. This and that, we ain't asking them niggas for nothing. You know what I'm saying? And then after not getting these deals, he was like, man, we're going to just do this shit ourselves, man. You know what I'm saying? We, you know, then that's when he ended up getting distribution with Big Easy Distribution. So, but we never really got nothing major. We got close to it, but, you know, they was trying to sell us wood and nickel, so he said, fuck <laughs> Yeah, right. 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 Yeah, and so around that time, uh, Tim Smooth, he did a little work for Mobo, too, so what what was his role at the label? Was he an artist or was he a ghostwriter? Oh, he was an artist, man. And, man, rest in peace, Tim Smooth, man. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Man, man, that's one of the best dudes you ever want to meet, man. Nicest guys you ever want to meet. But he was an artist on the label, man. You know, he came uh, up. Um, the guy, um, Chuck from Big Boy. Um, I think he was in prison. Don't quote me on this, but um, I think he was in jail at the time. Uh, and him and Mobile was on the phone talking and. It was some kind of deal that they had made, but that's why Tim ended up coming over and doing that album for Mobile. I don't know what deal they had between, you know, between Mobile and um, Charles Temple. um, Rest in peace to him. But um, that's how Tim ended up coming over to Mobile, and he did an album, you know, and it was good, too. I was glad he was around because I looked up to him, too, like, Man, I used yeah. to hang with him a lot, and he was actually an artist on the label, you know? Yeah, right. for sure. Yeah, because yeah, I know for a little while he was a, uh, a ghostwriter 
on Big Boy, but when I had first heard of Tim Smooth, he was on rap a lot at the time. Right. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, when I started researching him, I went back and realized that he was from New Orleans, you know, right up the road from me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. So, so look, by uh, y'all being ruthless juveniles, did anybody ever get the names confused, like with ruthless juveniles, and then you had ruthless records on the West Coast? Nah, nah, I never heard that one, man. I never, nobody never confused us with rootless records and rootless juveniles. But what we did get confused with, when we used to go do shows out of town, and like Cash Money was, that's when they went to pumping with the with the Hot Boys. Then you know, before the Hot Boys album came out, and and Juvenile was doing his thing. Well, we go out of town, and then. We'll post our posters up or come in and have our shirts on that say Ruling Juvenile. And the, and the girls will run up and be like, hey, y'all with Juvenile? Be like, no, man, we the Ruling Juvenile, man. Y'all tripping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no, this is a whole other label right here. You know, they're confused, you know. And one time, yeah. I'm just going on and on, but look, I'm going to tell you this story. One time we was in. We was in Pensacola, Florida. We had on our shirts, and we was doing a signing at this record store. And, man, some girl, she come out the blue. She ain't know who the hell was that. She just came out there, walk up, like, which one of y'all BG? I'm like, she's like, oh, that's BG right there. She's pointing at me. She's pointing at me like, that's BG. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> no I'm a little ruthless. You got the wrong group. <laughs> but I still signed the poster for her and gave her, you know, I gave her a little poster, like, you know, gave her a disc, told her to come check us out. But, yeah, we used to get confused with Juvenile a lot. And by wow. being young boys, they think we was the hot boys because the hot yeah. boys was in town, too. It's like, nah, don't get it twisted, love. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> but shout man. out to Juvenile and the hot boys, man. They did they did it big for New Orleans, man. I love them boys. Oh, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I mean, not so much of that, you know, you know, Cash Money, No Limit, you know, they they did it, did it big for New Orleans, but I mean, it was just so many labels that, that, that came through New Orleans, man, that really put a whole lot of y'all on, you know, I mean, you had uh, Mobo, you had Big Boy, you had uh, Untouchable, you had Parkway Pumping. you know, yeah. you, you had all, yeah, you, a lot of these labels here was the stumping ground for a lot of those guys who ended up, you know, going to No Limit, you know what I'm saying, and, and blowing up. Yeah, man. You know? Yeah, a lot of labels, man, a lot. Yeah. And so looking back on that now, looking looking back in that era, uh, do y'all ever do you ever feel like that it should have been some type of a coalition? You know, because, you know, like in Houston, you know, you you, you had the, the screwed up click and you had the South Park Coalition. In Chicago, right. you know, you had the drama war. So, you know, just looking back on it, do you think like in New Orleans, even though y'all was doing your own thing at that time, but just looking back, do it seem like, man, we have just had a coalition and came together, you know, what could have came out of it? Yeah, man, I'm getting a chill from you telling me that because... I actually think that would have been good. That would have been great. You know what I'm saying? Like for for us to like get somebody like you get like a a, a G Slim 
with a with with a soldier slim, you heard me, and and, yeah. exactly. and, and, and get little badness, and then get somebody like little ruthless BG, and, and and somebody like like who else? Like they got a lot of little young rappers, like me, BG, Juvie, and and, and Kano, and you know, and little bad yeah. shot get together and actually do something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, that would have been good. I, I mean, I'm getting chill thinking about it, bro. If we would have did something like that. I mean, New Orleans probably would really be on the map. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Really. Exactly. Yeah, because um, I was down uh, in New Orleans a couple of months ago for a music business seminar, and uh, me and one of the other guys was talking, and we was like, you know, with the rich music history that New Orleans got, it's just a shame that it, it, it got overlooked by the majors. And you know what I mean by that? Okay, look at Nashville. You know, Sony, Universal, all of them got uh, a, a sub-label for country in Nashville. You see what I'm saying? You know, how right. long a couple of these majors couldn't at least put one or two sub-labels in New Orleans, seeing the rich music history that was right there? You know, because right, I man. feel like, yeah, it could have been New Orleans or, or at least Houston. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right, man. I don't, I don't even know where that went with, you know, with, yeah. with New Orleans and, and those labels. You know what I'm saying? You know, we got a way of doing our own thing. You know what I'm saying? I don't, right. I, I couldn't even, to be honest with you, man, I couldn't even answer that question right there for you. You know, why they <laughs> didn't do it like that? You yeah. know, right. rich as our music scene is, like, you know, jazz started here. We got a lot of good rappers. Like, that's just one I couldn't even answer for you, man. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, Bumblecock, you got something you want to ask, man? Oh, yeah. Who was uh, Ace Nitty? Oh, Ace Nitty, man. That's the homie. <laughs> that's the homie right there, man. Shit. I miss Ace Nitty. Oh, that's, that is Mobo's, I'm going to say, that's his niece's husband, ex-husband okay. now. But, you know, okay. he yeah. have a daughter for Mobo's niece. You know, but him and Mobile been tight. You know, they ran the streets together. But yeah, yeah. man, that's the homie right there. He's still kicking in the hood. That's cool. <laughs> was the, he? Was he one of the, the original? Patch on his eye too. <laughs> was he one of the original members? Like one of the first artists signed to Mobile, or was it like, like how how did he get? I mean, I know they was cool, but how did he get on Mobile? Was he just signed as a rapper? Well, actually. Mobo and Ace Nitty started it together. Okay. But, you know, and a lot of people don't know that. But nah, I didn't. Ace Nitty and Mobo started that together. That's how it was supposed to be. But, you know, one thing led to another. You know, you got somebody with more money than the next person. You yeah. know, then and you bring other people in and, you know, and then Mobo, you know, Ace Nitty just fell back and just played the rapper scene. You know, he just played it like that. It wasn't no fuss. It wasn't nothing big, but that's yeah. just how it was. You know, he was like, fuck it. I'm going a, I'm to a just do my rap thing. That's what I do anyway, you know. Yeah, he wasn't sure. really too focused on the business side anyway, so Mobo took that, you know, and, and he just did the business. But Ace Nitty, he just, you know, he was just an artist on the label. Word. You know, right, right after the first lower level, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, look. Uh, in your opinion, what 
how Mobo stood out from the other labels? You know, what y'all brought to the table that made y'all different? Well, I mean, you could actually listen to it. You could you could put on <laughs> you could put on a um a mobile record C D and you could put on a big boy C D and a cash money C D and any other label from New Orleans. And you're gonna be able to tell that's us. Because right. you're gonna tell by the production, you know, is is it was low fi it was real gangster. Because yeah. back then a lot of dudes I'm going to be honest with you, a lot of dudes from the East Bank on New Orleans, in New Orleans, it was bounce rappers. Even Soldier Slim yeah. was a bounce rapper. We were the only yeah. ones really talking about going in your house, busting your head. And you know what Word. I'm saying? We were yeah. really talking. We the only ones. Long time ago, everybody on the other side was like, shake for your hood, nigga, bounce for the... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They was yeah. rapping like that. But on our side, that's what made us stood out. We... You know, you listen to our production. We got samples and yeah, screens so. in the back like people wasn't doing that. That's how you knew that was mobile. You could put on the mobile album, you're going to know that was us. And that's what I like about us. That's what I like what we was doing. We didn't sound like nobody else in the world. Now, accent, that's the only way you knew. But you you know mobile record records. Yeah. Right. The sound. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so. So, um, Mobo, is he still doing music, Mobo Joe? Nah, man. Um, Mobo done just, you know, he done laid back, man. Uh, um, he, um, his son had passed away, you know, rest in peace oh. to Lil Mobo. But um, he just, you know, it got to the point, you know, when you've done something so long, you know, and, and um, it didn't just come out how he had planned it, you know, and he wasn't actually making the money that he was, you know, that he wanted, that he was looking for. Yeah. Right. He, he just he just left it alone. And then after him going to the feds, you know, he went to the feds and, and, and just, you know, other people who were supposed to be his partners messed over him with his own business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When he got out of jail, he basically had to rebuild it again. He basically rebuilt it again and dropped that one little album called Federelli, and that was it after we did that. But right now, he just he got a trucking company. That's what he's doing now. Last okay, time man, I seen him. That's what's up. That's what's yeah. up. So, man, Mobo, tell everybody, uh, you know, tell us what you got going on nowadays and how people can reach you. Oh, man, you can reach me up right, right now. Um. I got um some stuff that I'm working on that I'm writing. You know, I got right. I'm writing to the beats. You know, I'm talking to different people, other rappers, rappers not just from down here. Rappers, you know, that Facebook something else. Back in the day, we didn't have that. So right, I could exactly. actually talk to other rappers, like New York rappers. Um, they got a, a a DJ from New York, um, DJ Chuck Massacre. Shout out to DJ Chuck Massacre up there in NY. He Gave me the opportunity to do a couple of um, songs on his mixtape. Um, him and Tech Murder and After Rebel, they up there in New York. Um, talk to them. We done did some stuff together. I still got some stuff that I need to send to them that I ain't never sent to them. But, um, right. yeah, but like I was saying, you can reach me at um, Facebook.com, um, Lil Rootless 504, Twitter, Lil Ro- everything Lil Rootless 504. You know what I'm saying? Word, Twitter, word. Instagram. Um, 
you can reach me at um you can check me out on um Brick Jungle Records dot webly dot com. I'm on there. That's my little website. You know, if you want hear my mixtapes, I got a mixtape that I put together. It's a mixtape with um a mixture of unreleased song and some release song. Even mobile on there. You know, um, it's called a mix up. So you would go to that tip. Um, everything on my um is on my website. You go to that tip. You get my SoundCloud page on my website. You know, you're gonna be able to check out that the compilation that I put together. But um, yeah, I'm still cooking up something. You know, that the first stuff I just did on my own. You know, I kind of like was so anxious just to put something out. And I kind of feel like I rushed it. I know I could do better. You right, know what right. I'm saying? Right. But um, I, I'm cooking up something better. I, I just want these niggas out here to know. Don't get it twisted. I ain't going nowhere. This is my passion. <laughs> this, yeah. this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep on doing it. You know what That's I'm saying? Tough. Like, I just posted something and said, I'm going to be on my deathbed still trying to spit something. You know That's what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Real tough. Yeah. yeah. Believe that. Yeah. And so, look, we had our other host who had just checked in. Uh, thank you. Thank you. You got something you want to ask? Whoa. Yeah, what's up, Jay? What's up, Jay? Yeah, yeah, what's up, Jay? 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 with the the industry, how it was back then and the way it is now? Oh, man. Like I said, this this social media, the difference, like, like, back, like today, bro, everybody a rapper. I know <laughs> that's the difference. <laughs> like, dude, I, I know dudes that I've been knowing all my life, and they rappers now. When we was in school, you wasn't no rapper. <laughs> you know, Facebook yeah. come up, you know what I'm saying? Dude, I know dudes just starting to, just really to start getting in the game, and they be like 29, 30 years old, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, you hop in, like, you just hopping in at 30-something. You got to look, like, I, I, I did it at 13. I started right. from 13, you know, and I'm still doing it. I feel I have a right to keep on doing it right. as long as I live. But if you 30 years old and you just hopping in the game, come on, man, stop it. Like, stop it. Be real with yourself. That's all I be saying. You know, I be telling these niggas, dog, be real with yourself. That's why the, the work makes the game crazy. It's just so easy for anybody to put it out. Like, back then, we had to pay for our studio time, yeah, pay for yeah. our posters. Um, yeah. You know, we had to pay for our posters, pay for our distribution, you know. Send it right, ship it to CD Baby on paper in a package, and they yeah. send it back to you in boxes. But now you don't need, you don't even have to do that. All you need is a computer and a microphone and an interface, and anybody could be a rapper. Right. Be, you know, and then you could just take it, upload it on iTunes somewhere like that, one of those platforms or something, and there you go. You got a brand new rapper. Some nigga out the blue. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, dude, yeah, I, sure. I've seen this. Hey, hey, y'all see when y'all ask me that question, y'all done, y'all got me going off because, dude, I've seen rappers from Maine. Like, nigga from the state Maine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck? Hey, South Dakota. Like, dude, where you coming from? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's crazy. And then what, what make it different, you know what I'm saying? They got this social media and, 
You got Facebook, Twitter, and you know, all these cats, anybody could rap. You know, you could just make your own little poster and post it and share it and share it. We we couldn't do that back in ninety four. We had to actually right. go we had to drive to Florida and put up our posters. Right. Yeah, you didn't have to do that now. You could just make a post and share it with a whole bunch of fucking people from Florida. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True shit. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, you it good, bro. Yeah, and I mean that, and you know, and I and I feel you one hundred percent on that, man. Because you know, I had started doing the music thing when I was around that age too, when I was thirteen, and uh, you know, just life situations kept throwing me off, and I was like, well, here I am, I'm thirty five now, so I'm like, you know, I might as well take another approach. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, just be on the the, the back end of it, you know, because I found myself like in the business side more than the artist side, in a way. You know, right, because, and, I mean, you know, everybody don't have to be an artist. I mean, you could just be a DJ. You could be a promoter. You know what I'm saying? You could do something. You could still make your mark in the industry and don't have to be an artist. Exactly, bro. And, and that's what I'm trying to do, man. You know, I'll I be talking to artists from all over, you know, because, you know, a lot of guys I know, and I'm talking about guys that I'll be trying to get to do something, put something out, everybody jumping from one place to another. One minute they down with you, next minute they not. They over here, they over there. There's no unity no more. Like you know exactly. what I'm saying? Like exactly. and, and I'm talking about. They got niggas that's in my family. You know, I, like niggas don't get together and actually really want to do something, no matter what. They got niggas right. in my family, like close friends. You get with them, you tell a nigga some old wild shit. Nigga don't want to fuck with you no more. Nigga, I'm only telling you that because I love you. You know what I'm saying? Right. You my homie. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell no nigga no shit he wanna hear. I'm gonna tell you right. what you need to hear. I'm not exactly. gonna tell you nothing just to make you feel good because you want somebody to make you feel good. I'm gonna tell you how the fuck what you what need to be heard. You know what For I'm sure. saying? Yeah, if I exactly. tell you dog, that shit not gonna work. It's just not gonna work. Uh right. nigga wanna hear a little rudeness, you know what I'm saying? Think I'm tripping. How the fuck I'm tripping? <laughs> I've been doing this since I was thirteen. I know when I'm about to run up into a fuck situation. Right. When I see a nigga about, I'm not about to let nobody fuck me, you know what I'm saying? With no grease, nigga. I ain't let For nigga sure. fuck me with grease, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not about to let no nigga sell me no wood nickels. I don't care what no, I do this shit myself, though. It's too easy. It's too yeah. easy. And I'm going to keep on pushing, though. Like I said, my name, I already got a little name out there. You know what I'm saying? I'm not no 30, 40-year-old nigga just jumping yeah. into the game trying to get it out there. I got a track right. record. So whatever them niggas doing, fuck them. They let them I'm going to let them do them. Fall back. Y'all can fall back if you want. But my name already implanted in the game. I'm one right. of these niggas who, you know, when they think of West Bank rap or New Orleans, my name just might come up in that. You know what For I'm sure. saying? For Believe sure. that. For sure. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah, man. So, you know, now, all of the projects that you got, man, you know, you need another platform, man. You can just reach out to us, man, and we'll just we'll help you promote it. Oh, man. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Most definitely, man. I'm glad y'all hit me up on this. Yes, sir. Yeah, this is the start of something new right here. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, already, man. Yeah, so uh, anything else somebody want to? Want to bring up? Oh. Hey, I'm real. Okay. 
What's going on, man? Um, um, before we leave, I just wanted to know uh, when you were growing up, who did you um play in in you know who did you what kind of music did you listen to? You know who who was your uh, favorite rapper? Uh, well, my um when I first come, I listened to L. My favorite song was "I'm Bad." From LL Cool J. Oh, I fell in love with hip hop right there. But then NWA came out, and that's when I was like, okay, they talking Mm -hmm. the stuff that I see. And then then when I heard Lil Badness from Rootless Juvenile, and he's from the same place I am, I'm like, yes, this is what the hell I want to do. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Right. They were from the same hood as me. So that's what I was bumping LL, NWA. In the first rule of the juvenile album. Wow. Right, right. right. yeah. Oh, in the oh, and the ghetto boys. Yeah, oh, cool. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Right, of course. <laughs> okay. All right, yep. yeah, so all right, so there you have it, everybody. Got another hip hop backstory told by another hip hop legend, and it was brought to you by Graffiti Talk Radio. If we don't talk about it it's because it didn't happen yet. So peace and may old school hip hop live forever. Yeah, big jungle.